0: You always have those glasses? Am I crazy?
1: <laughs> no, I swapped them based on color scheme because my eyes for a few years didn't really super change. So I just kept getting different color Ray-Bans and now my eyesight's gotten a little worse, but they all still pretty much work within, you know, a random few different things. So sometimes I wear red, some days I wear blue, some days I wear purple, you know.
0: Oh my God. I have my two purple vapes going right now. Got my black mamba and then... Last night, my roommate and I bought nicotine vapes. You said you weren't going to get addicted to that. (laughs) I know, but I don't know. I guess I'm having fun. (laughs) I will withhold judgment.
1: For some reason, I'm like, woo, pop! And then it's like cigarettes. It's like, nah, nah, that's that's not not good. It, It tastes like grape. Oh, I'm sure that's better. Sorry. <laughs> well, I am ready whenever you are.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I'm ready for this wacky episode. Um, I'm Gil. Uh, <laughs> <Hello. laughs> You're me. <laughs> got the script down a little too good
1: (laughs) right and it was like I just fucking inhaled when you said that okay I'm Steph and I'm Gilda
0: and this is Saturday Night High the podcast where we get high and talk about Saturday Night Live and this week we are
1: talking about season one episode 23 which aired on July 24th 1976 and the host was Louise Lasser and the music was, uh, the musical performance was the, uh, it was of <laughs> Jesus, music was performed by the Preservation
0: Hall Jazz Band. <sighs> oh. Good job. Um, Thank you. It was a very strange episode. I didn't know who Louise Lasser was. So I went to her Wikipedia page and one of the tabs is titled SNL controversy. So I mm-hmm. knew I was in for a good time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I guess, yeah the she had louise lasser was arrested on a drug charge the week before this and i don't know if it was the dollhouse incident or if she was arrested again the dollhouse incident i to
0: think it was one thing but that's just me i don't know yeah and so
1: 1976 in la and this is from wikipedia she was arrested louise lasser was arrested at a charity boutique and police found six dollars worth of cocaine in her purse um, authorities were called after her American Express card was declined and she refused to leave without possession of a $150 dollhouse. Now, I did the calculation for uh, the inflation. And if Louise Lasser was trying to walk <laughs> out with a $150 dollhouse today, it would actually be closer to $700. Holy shit. So, like, it was a fucking, yeah, it was a fucking experience. Expensive dollhouse like i what, what the hell is a 700 dollhouse like is there room for a human no i bet it's fucking
0: beautiful though well, i love dollhouses <laughs> same oh, again, i loved them i wanted so many but i didn't have that many i had madeline's dollhouse you know nice. the little orphan girl yeah so it was like her little orphanage house i don't know what the hell. um <laughs> I, had, I, had so fun, play- I had a play
1: i had a playmobile dollhouse me too ah Loved it. It was the, you switched the rooms around. It was interior decorating. There was like a whole ass soap opera drama that was going on. People got flung out of the windows like regularly. Yeah. It was, yeah. I I think that was, I think that was when my mother was like, oh, okay. I don't have a normal child.
0: Oh, well, the girls in Madeline's dollhouse did have sex. So Okay. Well, (laughs) hey, there you go. I didn't learn about that until later. So um, I don't know what I thought it was, but they were having fun. Well, um. yeah, okay, yeah,
1: I guess yes, I can I can say yes. They went into the rooms for adult time. I didn't know what happened, but I knew they went to have adult fun. Anyway, okay, so we kick the show off with the cold open and I don't know what the hell happened in between May of 76 and July of 76, but John Belushi must have given an article given an article, given an interview to someone where he was displeased about how popular chevy chase had become and like the whole cast is trying to reassure chevy chase that john belushi's not mad and it's fine and they're all back from vacation and like john belushi comes strutting back into the scene kind of wearing a chevy chase-esque white suit um and he has the sunglasses on and everyone's like hey john how you doing and he like basically ignores chevy the entire it's like he greets him last I'm recording at Steve's. Um, and so it's like, what the fuck did John Belushi say? And then there's like, they're making up and they are like doing these weird boy handshakes, these secret club handshakes that involve feet and jumping. And I'm like, okay, this is just like, I I would, this is not something a girl would do. Um, but the handshakes then like turn to gentle punches. At which point John Belushi just like hauls back and slams. And I say, obviously he didn't really punch him. Although I wouldn't be surprised if he like, you know, actually was like slightly hitting him at those points. Cause at this point, I think everybody pretty much hated Chevy. and yeah he like punches chevy chase and chevy chase goes flying off the stage and i liked it it was like goddamn three weeks in a row someone has pushed chevy off the stage like this is turning into an oh like they all don't really like him and he's leaving it's kind of clear at this point
0: i really liked it i liked how it was john belushi this time around i don't know i feel like he has like i hate to say it but i feel like on the show he has a little bit more clout than Gilda radner and who was Mm -hmm. it before jane curtain
1: uh, no, it's Lorraine Newman, and then the oh one before that was Garrett Morris. So wow, Jane Curt- so I
0: got 0% on that quiz. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it was, like, it was just like, one by one, they've all been, so I guess, is Jane Curtin next? Because she's the only one, but she was also like the calm one of the crew. She was married, she didn't really party, you know, she was like, the, leave me out of your fucking drama, I just want to be funny.
0: She actually, um, in this episode, had to stand in for Louise Lasser in a sketch because there was a bunch of backstage drama with Louise Lasser not really working too well with the cast and crew of the show. Um, So they had to assign roles to other people on the cast.
1: And I mean, Um, she she was apparently a problem all fucking week, like this was not a saturday thing she was erratic she was going through some stuff and apparently she locked herself in her dressing room minutes before the show was supposed to start and they were like dividing roles up because like she didn't want to go on so yeah it was just a fucking wild ride go on
0: yeah and it's like i mean probably definitely related to the fact that she had just been in jail um and i'm wikipedia is said that like she was the first person to get i guess banned from snl but then apparently that was just a rumor and she has not been but i don't think she's been on the show since this uh, appearance which was not too great the monologue was just strange i didn't know who she was but i guess she's famous for playing this mary harton character who is a bit erratic herself yeah
1: I, she made, the monologue is her just, it's like a stream of consciousness rambling. And then she bolts off the stage and locks herself in her dressing room, which, okay, fine, whatever. And then uh, Gilda tries to get her out of the room that Dan Aykroyd tries to get her out of the dressing room. And then Chevy Chase shows up as Land Shark. And I really did appreciate how the jokes there went, telegram, candygram one gram and it's like oh shit she was just arrested for cocaine god damn go for it like I love that
0: I was happy to see land shark again and I did love that
1: (laughs) it was oh it was perfect I yeah I my only thought was with the monologue was that she does not sound well and even if it was a take on her character she still didn't sound very healthy and girl needs her ends trimmed Her ends bugged me to no end, ha. But, you know, it was just like, girl, terribly dry.
0: It just felt awkward. Yeah. And not at all fun to watch. Well, Uh.
1: and another thing that before going into the show, the only person that appeared on screen with her was Chevy Chase. Everyone else refused to be in sketches with her.
0: So that right there shows you... uh... Anyway... yeah chevy chase man of the week it seems i read that article about him learned a lot more than i thought i would
1: yeah i what was that not fast like those were did you read you read the washington post one correct yes yes okay yeah that was it was just a wild fucking ride like i'm happy he's sober but my god like even watching that video he's still an asshole like I, I don't know if you watched like yeah. The, yeah it's like he can say I don't know why people think I'm an asshole I'm a really nice guy and in the next sentence he's just like openly shitting on someone and the
0: reporter like, like <laughs> literally a <laughs> bit out of control I feel like
1: yeah um,
0: um, okay. the next sketch was Garrett Morris as general E D V D Amen. Um, <laughs> and he was talking about syphilis and how he, it was like a, a PSA. Yep. And Garrett Morris was was, you know, giving information and he had a normal brain and then he had his brain, which was just Swiss cheese that he started eating. Um, and it ended by saying It's nothing to clap about.
1: (laughs) I mean, I thought it was really fucking funny. So Idi Amin, who I I don't for people that don't know, he's a Ugandan military officer. He was the president of Uganda, and then he turned into like a dictator, or he was exiled. He he was dangerous. He was not a nice guy. I think Forrest Whitaker played him in a movie. God, probably in the mid two thousands at this point. Um. But yeah, it was just a joke about how he, and I'm happy that you said PSA because I couldn't think of the word PSA last night. And so I wrote down an infomercial for syphilis. It was most definitely not an infomercial.
0: Um, No, that would be Dan Aykroyd if it was. Yes, (laughs) it would be. Um,
1: But yeah, I just thought it was a really good impression of a really relevant, terrible person. Garrett Morris kind of killed it. And like, sure, it was, I, I was here for it one of the more normal things tonight
0: definitely because the next thing was so fucking strange I didn't really know what to make of it it was Trevor Chase and Louise Lasser sitting at like their table the dinner table I don't know and below them was like a Star Wars title scroll situation that was explaining sort of the sort of what was going on here and how these two Swedish architects were getting a visit from Death, like a character Death, Um, and then it was being read out loud, but in Swedish? I don't know. Um, It was very strange. They got pizza, but then there was no pizza in Sweden, so that was a whole thing. The person who played Death, I don't even know who it was, but it looked vaguely like Adam Driver.
1: (laughs) (coughs) Okay, I wasn't expecting that, I'm sorry.
0: Um, he's been on my mind a lot I don't know
1: I mean homeboy's hot um he yeah yeah, it was like this whole performance art about these two people who were having an affair and they met up in like it was just like the scroll was detailing their affair and death was there but they cheated death because they were like yo we ordered a pizza and it was like on the screen it was like they made love and then they ordered pizza and then they're like yo can you go get our pizza and death is like, yo, can I got the, can I get the keys? Chevy Chase is like, yeah, sure. And Death goes off and goes to get the pizza. And they, yeah, it was it was a really, it was really good silent performance art in terms of like Chevy Chase and Louise Lasser. And there was very little said, but I liked it in that aspect. I like it when there's like silent pieces, but other than that, it was just like it felt very um, it was just very weird.
0: Yeah, I do like silent pieces, but having to read during the entirety of the piece while listening to that being said in Swedish was a lot for me.
1: Yeah, if they had eliminated the words and they had just kept it Swedish of like you have to then interpret like what you think the Swedish means. Oh, I would not be able to interpret that. Well, no, 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 not like interpret it literally, but like based on what they're doing. It's like you can um, infer, you can infer what the words mean based on what's going on on screen, or they could have gotten rid of the Swedish, but if you had had the scroll, you're still, the scroll distracted from watching. It was like, it would have been better if they had just had the watching, because there was just too much going on.
0: Yeah, the scroll was like half the screen. It was too much. Um, The next sketch was also too much for me. It was... Squeaky from from from, from. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think it's from. Squeaky from, and she's in prison making human hair pot holders with another member of the family. I assumed. Yeah, um, it was
1: very what the fuck. This was my weekly. What sketch did Michael O'Donoghue O'Donohue? Right. And this was this was my guess because like it was just fucking weird. There was screaming. There was human hair potholders. This is like the fourth squeaky from sketch that we've had. So again, he seems like the only cast member that would be obsessed with her. So or not cast member writer. He's not a cast member at this point. Um, But yeah, that it was just a I mean, it was funny. Like, when they pulled their hair back and they were like, oh, order now while supplies last. And they're both, like, very clearly wearing bald caps. It was just like, oh, fuck. But weird. Yeah,
0: it was almost disturbing, I would say. (laughs) Um, As was the next fucking thing. Oh, my gosh. So
1: the next bit was a vignette with Louise Lasser and the Golden Retriever. And Steve liked this one. Um... But it's basically just Louise Lasser apologizing to this dog. And she's like, "I did have a stick in my hand and I did throw it. and I did say fetch, fetch. And I'm just like, what like, why is her playing fetch bad? I didn't understand that. It's not like she's cheated on. It's not like she cheated on him. Or maybe she did, and she threw the stick to another dog, and that was the issue. And like it's basically just them having this fight. And she's like, I ignored the four days you disappeared last September. You came back, I gave you a tick bath and we just moved on. And I thought that was funny. But like, it
0: was just so long. Yeah, it was so long. I felt bad for the dog. The dog was panting the whole time. Yeah, I was like, what's the point of this really? It was just kind of strange. Yeah. I... It was a good dog though.
1: Yeah, he was a very cute dog. Um, I did think the lied, "Okay, let's go. Well, let's go into the living room. Let's just go watch Kojak." S- do you know what Kojak is?
0: I don't think I do.
1: Okay, so Kojak was a TV show, I believe, from the '60s. Um, it's an American action crime drama. It was, a, yeah, it was a TV series starring Telly Savalas uh, as his as like the main police guy and his. Um, he was Kojak, and I think his sidekick was a dog. And oh. yeah, and I think Telly Svalis was either, I think he was Jennifer Aniston's godfather or uncle. I don't know which. I'm old. That's why I know that fact. Don't, yeah. When yeah, I said Telly Svalis, the look on Steph's face was like, oh, okay, I have no idea what's going on. Right now. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, no. Anyway, um, yeah, it was basically a police show with a dog in it. So it was like, let's go watch the, let's go watch the cop show with the dog. And I was like, okay, that's funny. Like there were two jokes that hit in that sketch and that was it.
0: Yeah, Uh, for me, really nothing hit in that sketch. Um, The next one though was kind of comical to me. It was, first it was Dan Aykroyd and he's wearing these like TV shaped glasses and talking about TV and there's like a TV next to him showing him in that moment. Um, And then he's introducing a song sang by Lorraine Newman uh, with background singers Jane Curtin and Gilda Radner um, in front of this green screen that was not working too well for them. They were all wearing white, but I don't know, the green screen kept sort of appearing on their shirts. And Um, faces and faces yeah Mm -hmm. it was glitching the fuck out but it was kind of a good performance by lorraine newman i thought
1: yeah she has a really
0: good singing voice
1: i was like God damn, okay i'm happy to see her kind of take front front stage center stage in a sketch because like she's normally just like the background sidekick like she's she's added to a sketch to give it flavor but she's not the main focus And I'm happy that, again, I'm happy that Chevy Chase will be departing because we're going to get to see these other cast members fucking shine. And I think adding Bill Murray, like, I cannot fucking wait to see what young Bill Murray does on SNL. Like, I am so fucking pumped for season two. Anyway, yeah, it was a 60s girl group parody and some words pop up on the screen at the end that say, we're sorry, everyone, there are six people alive who understand this. And I, I giggled, because I was like, oh, okay, we're not supposed to get it. That's fine.
0: Yeah, I liked that. I kind of appreciated the work that they put into making that sketch. They had to get all those technical terms into
1: yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Um, I did feel like Lorraine was doing something very similar to what she did in the last episode with Shirley Temple. Maybe I just felt like that because her legs were all out again. I don't know. But Potentially, it was still really good. Yeah. Really good performance by her.
1: I I didn't really think about her Shirley Temple sketch last week simply because that was like excuse me. It was like this time she was just Lorraine Newman like as herself, whereas Shirley Temple, she had the voice, she was, you know, doing a like she was playing a child. Whereas this it was like I I don't know. It was it felt diff yeah, I, I can't really Yeah. Whatever.
0: It did feel a little bit different. Yeah you know what didn't feel different from previous episodes was Weekend Update. It felt like it was just following a, what's the word, following a formula? Yeah. Or script.
1: Yeah. It literally did feel like it was following a formula. Every joke felt like we'd heard it before or forced. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but it really felt like they were phoning it in.
0: Yeah. Or like Chevy was phoning it in. Yeah. Um, Chevy. And... (laughs) It was just, you know, some stuff about the Olympics um, and Ford and Carter. uh, They did a thing about the gymnast, Nadia Komenich. I don't know. Yeah,
1: Komenich, Komenich, I don't know. I didn't appreciate that the weekend update picture was her doing an upside down split like on a balance beam and it was just the picture was like her legs spread and I'm pretty sure she was like 16 or something and everyone in the audience was like "woohoo," and I'm like uh-uh no.
0: Ew yeah. I believe that move is called an aerial. That It okay. pretty good. <laughs> I mean
1: yeah no she was good at what she did I just didn't appreciate the grossness of the moment. It's like you could have picked any other picture, her on the metal stand, her doing a handstand, her doing something else funky. And that's what they picked. And that's what didn't sit right with me because the crowd noticed it. They picked it for a reason. They were being gross.
0: They were being kind of gross. They had um, a little bit where correspondent John Belushi was in Montreal talking um, to a Russian gymnast played by Gilda Radner. Yeah, this Um, is funny. It was pretty funny. I liked it. I liked Gilda Radner in this. I liked John Belushi mm-hmm. in this. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't even explain what she said. It was
1: <laughs> so. It was basically Chevy Chase is like we're gonna go to we're gonna go to our correspondent John Belushi, and he then it goes and he's like, "Hi, I'm John Belushi," but he's speaking in a Russian accent, and it's like, okay, that's just fucking funny. And he's interviewing Gilda Radner as this gymnast Olga, who was the previous favorite for the gold medal and he is translating to her. He's translating back to Chevy and he asks how she would, how she feels, or if she has anything to say to Nadia and Gilda Radner in a German, in a, German, in a Russian, was I saying German accent? I think I was. No, I think you said
0: Russian. Okay, like well,
1: okay, good. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so Gilda Radner in a Russian accent says, I would like to take, uh, she says, in perfect english in a russian accent so there didn't need to be a translator there i would like to take the balance beam and stick it in her eye and i was just like okay that was fucking unexpected and her delivery was perfect and john belushi then turns and translates it into something very innocent and it's like dude it was very it was good
0: yeah i loved that bit um they did a little thing about mars like a what was like a land rover landing on mars or some shit like that Uh, but it was just the same joke that we've seen where like chevy chase plugs his nose and does a little voice yeah the correspondent
1: it's like if we hadn't seen it like 15 20 times before it'd be fucking hilarious but been there done that beat the horse to death yep (sighs) okay The next sketch was the one that Jane Curtin at the last moment had to sub in for Louise Lasser because she refused to do something so vulgar and it's like girl you've been freaking out this entire fucking time on air this is where you drew the line like seriously.
0: How's it even vulgar? It was playing no. a teenage girl essentially. It just normal teenage shit happened in this. Yeah, like,
1: literally. I've been there. I've had this conversation, not so subtly. It was definitely shorter. There was it was much more graphic because you know, my friend and I in her attic didn't have standards and practices. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it was just Gilda Radner and Jane Curtin. Oh, and I also wanted to say that it was pretty clear that it was a last minute sub in because Jane Curtin she didn't seem it's not that she didn't seem comfortable in it but you could tell she was like reading and like doing this for the first time it was it you could tell it wasn't practiced
0: yeah you could kind of tell but she did well she but, did well yeah yeah
1: no but it was Gilderandner and Jane Curtin talking about a date. And oh, it was the third date. Did you let him go to three or four? And they have to like clarify which three is and what three is and what four is. And Jane Curtin's like, oh, five. And they're talking about padded bra. I couldn't let him feel that I was wearing a padded bra. And it was it was just funny. And then she's like well you could have just gone to the bathroom and Jane Curtin delivered what I thought was the line of the sketch was okay where am I supposed to go
0: to the bathroom in a cemetery And it was like what the fuck yeah she's like oh you know he likes to park in cemeteries nobody can see us I'm like what the hell right she's like it's very quiet it's like which I'm pretty sure
1: I can't remember if it was the girls on morbid or if it was Robert Evans but one of them has definitely messed around in a cemetery before and I honestly can't remember which it was but like I literally listened to this episode within the past week it was something about a cemetery being really quiet yeah I see you Steve (laughs) (laughs) oh because Gilda Radner then asked Jane Curtin if she's seen it and then it starts talking about this teenage boy's male genitalia
0: and how it's like disgusting and Jane Curtin keeps saying that she wouldn't ever look at it even if he was going to break up with her. And Guldo was like, oh, well, I would. I don't know. It was just... Um, it was... <laughs> whatever. It was cute. <laughs>
1: it was funny. It was not that big of a deal. I don't know why Louise Lasser freaked out about that.
0: Yeah. Um, the next bit was like a pre-recorded thing, which took place in the diner, and... Louise Lasser was in this diner, and Lauren Michaels was there. It
1: was, I thought, so at first I thought it was just a sketch where, again, it was just like performance art, and you were just like kind of feeling the vibe, because n- neither Chevy Chase or Louise Lasser was saying anything. It was just kind of like mumbling, and you caught like every like third or fifth word. And the... And then you can really only hear I'm sorry for a while. And then a waitress pops in or someone calls for a waitress. And again, I was like, okay, this is good performance art. But then it was like, shit, this is really serious. Like there is no, there was no fucking laughter from the audience. I think they were just as confused as we were because it was like dead silent. And Then Louise Lasser turns around and she's like, oh, line please? And it's like, wait, this is a fucking, we're watching them film something? Like, we're watching them film a movie? And it felt very meta, but I was like, this is a film within a film? And it was a bunch of arguing. Nothing was really happening other than no one could remember their damn lines. And then Louise Lasser finally gets her damn lines right and she sits down at the counter and... The guy at the counter is like, uh, line please? And his line was like, so simple that it was, yeah, it was. Uh, I, yeah. I thought this was some weird Gary Weiss experiment. And I was honestly happy for him at the end when it popped up a film by Louise Lasser. Cause I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to like seriously shit on Gary Weiss because this was just fucking weird.
0: Seeing that it was a film by Louise Lasser made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, it was just very strange. Nobody laughed. I thought that maybe the bit where she asked for a sip of his orange juice and then, like, chugged it, I thought that was maybe supposed to be funny, but it really wasn't at all. It was kind of just weird.
1: Yeah, It was, yeah.
0: The next sketch was John Belushi, and he's standing in front of a... Green shot of him playing the Samurai Deli sketch, and this is like an ad for men's clothing in a distinctive John Belushi style. But as the ad goes on, it becomes more and more clear that John Belushi just wants to sell all of his shit, like his hat, his sunglasses, his vinyls, his his radio. He just needs cash, and I was starting to wonder if this was like totally definitely in reference to the fact that he used drugs um so i think that was
1: part of it but there was also um at that time i think the cast the show was a hit and the cast was like renegotiating for slightly higher salaries like in live from new york i think they talk about like they were only making 700 a week and i'm like damn um which is not much less than what I think now, apparently. I mean, yeah, United that's- I am poor. <laughs> um, no, uh, so, um, but it was basically him just selling his shit and I think it was mainly because there was a throwaway line in there that was like, oh, you know, come, uh, help, help out a poor, uh, poor comedian or poor state. It was like, it was like a dig at NBC. There was also like a Grand Funk Railroad dig in there when he was selling his vinyl. He was like, "This Grand Funk vinyl album only played once." It was like, "Oh shit!" It was like, that was- yeah. He had
0: a joke about the Doors. Yeah. Um, it was it was cute. He said, "You know, if you care about my career, you'll buy my sh- my stuff, my shirt, whatever the fuck." He said, "I don't know." It was um, it was a good burst of energy in the middle of this very strange. Episode. Although I did actually kind of like the next sketch, too.
1: Me too. The next sketch was Dan Aykroyd as Jimmy Carter, and this took place in Plains, Georgia. And I think at this point it was pretty clear that Jimmy Carter either was going to be the Democratic nominee or he was the nominee. I don't know if it had happened yet, but I think he was. Okay, I don't. Okay. Know. I, don't want, oh. I, I I don't know the timing <laughs> on that one, but it was it was either it had either just happened or it was damn close. Um. And Dan Aykroyd is definitely getting better at his Jimmy Carter. Like, you can tell he's practicing it. You can tell he's watching. He's getting stuff down. Um, He had the voice. He kind of had the grin. I thought it was gentle jabbing, but nothing too bad. And the sketch ended with Jimmy Carter, like, trying to appeal. I mean, he was pretty – he was a youngish – I think he was one of the younger presidents at that point. I think he was only in his 40s. Um, And – uh, eh. And he ends the sketch with like an appeal to the youth, and he's like, "To quote Bob Dylan, you should not feel so all alone. Everybody must get stoned." And I was like, "Okay, that was fucking great. That was perfect.
0: That was. It was kind of wholesome to see. He did have the grin down. Yeah, he had like dimples out the whole time. Yeah, it was. It was a good, a good fun time. He talked about just like how he." Is gonna like you know make some meaningful eye contact every now and then and it was just i liked it yeah and then we had our musical performance by the preservation hall jazz band which when she's introducing it louise lasser says that she asked for them i don't know if that's true but if it is true good for her because it was a pretty good little performance yeah um I actually saw them when I was in New Orleans the first time Ooh. not them the this specific iteration mm.
1: right yes no I assume I assume, I, I, assume <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an institution rather than the same like you know eight old white eight old white dudes they were not white eight old black dudes like I assumed they were not a hundred and something years old still cranking it out
0: <laughs> just for me um yeah They were cute though, Uh, both the ones in the show and the ones that I saw. Nice in person. Yeah, I thought it was a fun performance they played Panama. Um,
1: I enjoyed it. I liked how at the end, like the camera was panning around them, and some of the guys were like sitting there happy, and then there's this one dude who's just like staring stone faced, serious at the camera, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, (laughs) you don't look happy." yeah it was it made sense though like
0: yeah old guy 70s what's he gonna Mm -hmm. do
1: (laughs) when corona is over i want to do new orleans i've never been and i want to
0: it was supposed to be um our spring break trip like my friends um this semester but you know i'm pretty sure that i don't even know if they're having a spring break this semester i don't even know what's going on in schools anymore those kids these days.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a no on that one based on the state of the world right now, but you know, we'll see.
0: I know my roommates don't have spring break, which sucks for them. Um Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> then this episode ended with Louis Sasser doing like a monologue as her character, but talking about the recent drug re- arrest? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, so she she was sitting there, basically, she's like, okay, well, this is crazy. And I want to tell my side of the story. And she's talking about how she got the role of Mary Hartman. And I. it's like, she's saying that she's so thankful because Mary is the one who got her like famous and rich and like mary is the reason why not louise and it's like okay she's not wrong but also mary is a fictional character and she's talking about the arrest she's going back and forth about mary and the arrest and it was like ugh, it was very odd she's putting on her
0: shoes she's taking them off there was piano music and she was kind of singing to it she was like mary it was so strange
1: yeah, it was so fucking weird. And then it's like for the good night, she like stands up and everyone jumps up on stage, but everybody is like standing two to three feet behind her. They're not really looking at her. No one looks happy. It's just like, she's like, thank you. And oh, this cast, they're amazing. And I'm like, bitch, they were barely in the show because of you. Like, I I... I, yeah. It was, those were the most awkward good nights yet. It was just like, everyone was like shaking her hand and they were just like, okay, we are so fucking done with this.
0: Yeah, I felt bad for the audience on this night. Yeah. I,
1: I I, mean, that'd be one of those things that I would forever be like, yo, I saw this, but I would also be very disappointed that that was the show that I saw.
0: Yeah, I bet it stuck on a lot of levels. One of it being, july in new york city Uh, could not have been that pleasant uh -uh. um yeah and it was just i also like i said in our last episode i assumed that this would be bicentennial themed in some part but it wasn't at all i'm Uh -uh. not really troubled by that fact i guess i'm just confused
1: (laughs) yeah i really thought it being like Literally 20 days after the bicentennial, they probably would have done something. But seeing as it was the clusterfuck of this show, I wouldn't be surprised if they just scrapped that and did it next week with Chris Christofferson because that seems like it's just gonna be a better show just because it's not this. So I yeah. I I guess there was also something I read on Louise Lasser's Wikipedia page that she said that they told her she was going to be able to write her own material and write things for the show and then they she says they reneged on it but that's not really how i mean like they're fine if you come in and write but like they don't let you it's yeah it's i was confused by that yeah i just think there was a very big misunderstanding on both of their parts as to how this was going to work and we saw it implode on well not live television but we saw it implode so yeah what didn't hit this episode for you
0: quite a lot <laughs> um although i guess like one thing in particular that i didn't think hit for me or anybody in the audience at all was the diner yeah pre-recorded that
1: i yeah my what didn't hit was pretty much anything with louise lasser in it yeah. <laughs> and the cast, And again, the cast was barely in this because they refused to work with her. Like, how fucking terrible do you gotta be if the cast is like, not nah, literally, I would rather not have screen time. Let crazy be crazy. Yeah. I, what hit for you?
0: Um, I think for me, my, I'm gonna say my runner up would be that song that Lorraine Newman sang about technicalities of television cathode rays and all that um but my top one was probably john belushi doing his little ad for making extra cash
1: okay what hit for me i thought the chevy chase and lorraine lorraine lasser nope louise lasser Mm -hmm. cheating death um i thought i thought that was i thought it was funny I didn't totally get why they made some of the choices they did in terms of you know Swedish over Swedish voiceovers or the words, but I thought it was funny. I thought the squeaky from thing was funny but weird.
0: That was almost my least favorite. Really? It so yeah. Okay. It was just too weird. <laughs> I it was it was so bizarre
1: that I was just like, what the fuck? Who on the cast? And that's when I was like, well, clearly Michael Yeah. But yet my best was Dan Aykroyd as Jimmy Carter. I was so happy to see it. It was so wholesome. And I was like, yo, I want more of this.
0: It was wholesome. I am really liking how Dan Aykroyd is sort of stepping into more, more stuff on the show other than the commercials. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it was nice to see him not hawking fake stuff. Yes. A good change of pace. Um, so you can find us uh, on social media. Uh, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, and Facebook. We are at Pod. Night is spelled N-I-T-E on Twitter for Character Limit, where live episodes will be live tweeted. Yes. I, mean, I
1: know, next Saturday. I'm so fucking happy. It's been such an SNL drought. That's so long. Yeah, so I will be live tweeting on saturday and uh you can find us on itunes stitcher spotify most many major i'd say most major podcast platforms and if we're not on your preferred platform shoot us a message and let us know our gmail is sat and we have a website which is also sat yeah so uh i'm
0: Steph,
1: and i'm gilda happy highs hey, happy highs